हर जुम्मे की शाम हम सब जाते हैं पहलू खान की कब्र पे उनसे बात करने एवरी फ्राइडे इवनिंग ऑल ऑफ फर्स्ट विजिट पहलू खान ग्रेव टू ऑफ आर प्रेस सिस्ट ट्वेंटी फाइव ईयर ओल्ड मुबारक वन ऑफ पहलूज एट चिल्ड्रेन ही फील्स बिट्रेड आफ्टर ऑल सिक्स अक्यूज ऑफ इज फादर्स लिंचिंग वर्कटेड बाई कोर्ट इन राजस्थान अलवर ऑन फोर्टीन ऑगस्ट दिस डिस्पाइट दर बींग विडियो एविडेंस ऑफ द ब्रूटल अटैक Khan was allegedly lynched by a mob on the suspicion of smuggling cattle on 1st April 2017. He was accompanied by two of his sons Arif and Irshad. While they both survived despite sustaining injuries, Khan died 2 days later. Sitting in the courtyard of the dilapidated red brick home in Haryana's Noor district, Pehlu's family gave the quint a glimpse into who Khan was before he was reduced to being a statistic of mob violence. Khan's wife, 55-year-old Zebuna, recalls the moments after she got to know of the extent of violence that had been inflicted on her husband and two sons. A boy from the village came to me and showed me a video. I could see my sons Arif and Nishad along with Pehlu Khan being brutally beaten. My heart stopped. I kept calling him while staring at the video hoping someone would come to their rescue or he would pick up my calls neither of the two things happened zebuna says khan is survived by eight children four girls and four boys namely abida irshad arif mubarak saba varisa huneza and insad his family had reposed their faith in the judicial system of the country but two years later their faith was shattered when the local court acquitted all accused on the grounds of benefit of doubt the police were under pressure the judge was under pressure no one did their job like they should have we are poor poor people don't have the luxury of being heard in court zebuna concludes mubarak who's a truck driver was in kolkata when his family was attacked his father's grave is special for mubarak as he was not there to bury him His mother chimes in. We were very scared about everything that was happening. We didn't want to stress Mubarak as he was out for work. By the time he returned home, his father was already buried. Mubarak sheds a tear in the background, expressing a sense of betrayal. I would have liked to see his face one last time. Pehlu would attend, accompanied by friends, the Friday's prayer at Noor's Jama Masjid. Kurta pajama aur safi pehen ke nikalte the. Jab wapis aate the, to sabke liye meetha laate the. He used to wear kurta pajama and the topi and head out for namaz. When he would return, he always had sweets in his back pocket, says Zebuna, gesturing her right hand, entering an imaginary pocket. She smiles and adds, "The grandkids, three boys and one girl, would run behind him till he gave them the sweets." They were sure he would never return empty-handed. Now, however, when they ask where Pehlu Dada is, they are told he was buried. They take him to the kabr. They stand there quietly and offer prayers. They mumble something to him time and again. Zubaina says, adding that his clothes, which were lying around the house, have been cleaned by his daughters, Saba and Varisa, both of whom are married, have taken a pair of his clothes. They iron it and keep it at their home, some twenty odd kilometers from here. They want a nishani of their father. She adds. The clothes left behind in their home are worn by Irshad, the eldest, or Arif. Mubarak, however, has not been able to bring himself to wear the same clothes. All of them have, however, laid claim to Khan's bike. Talking about Eid, Khan's daughters, Huneza and Saba, say he would buy them new clothes on the festival each year. He had a decent choice in clothes. Huneza says coyly. Saba agrees. Their mother interrupts, staring at her daughters. They both used to give him a clear list of what they wanted. What color, what style, and what type? She says. Huneza and Saba giggle away at their mother's candidness. Zubaina is quick to add that the family has not had the money to buy new things ever since. It was the coming of Ramzan that had prompted Khan's trip to the cattle fair in Jaipur. His wife says Ramzan was to begin in May end that year. He wanted to make some money to buy everyone things. 
Pehlu told me he wanted to attend this cattle trade, something he had never done before. He had heard that the cattle there were of better quality and produced more milk. During Ramzan, everyone needs milk for kheer and other things, she adds. The money would also have come in handy to redo portions of the house. On how Khan was as a husband, she says he was soft-spoken, never expected her to clean up after him or raised his voice. He just had one request. He wanted kheer every Eid, Zubaina says. He used to sleep alone in a room near the gate of the house. Today, the roof of that room is broken and no one has bothered to fix it. What is the use, she says, while pointing towards the bed he used to sleep on. His family says he was a pious man, prayed five times a day and read the namaz at night as well. The last thing he said to me standing right here was that he will be back in 24 hours. I miss him, Zubaina says, as her voice betrays a deep sorrow, one that has been lived every day over and over again. Going into deep thought, she says, in my village, which is predominantly Muslim, there are also Hindus, mainly Kumars live here. We do not fight with them. Then why are they hell-bent on fighting us? She is left asking. Mubarak, who accompanies this reporter to Khan's grave, finds himself at the cemetery often alone. While he stands there looking at his father's grave, which reads Pehlu Khan in Hindi on a yellow cardboard, he says, I was hoping that when I came here after the verdict, I would be able to tell him that his killers had been punished. What do I say to him now?